Hello, my name is Alex Robinson, and this is the Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute. You want to introduce yourself, co-host? My, my name is Andy Robinson, and this is the Godfather Minute. Minute. And together, we are the, the Godfather, Godfather Minute Brothers. Oh, I hope you know. I hope we can continue to get along, Alex, because it would be really sad if 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 there was a schism mm-hmm. and we splintered off into two Godfather Minute competing podcast oh wow so that means there'd be three godfather podcasts <laughs> altogether. well i'd probably join forces with the oh, people doing the other one you talk to barzini <laughs> <laughs> oh is barzini the one running the other podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's giving barzini's side of the truth according, the truth according to barzini <laughs> wait don't you mean tatalia <laughs> no no barzini tatalia's a pimp oh, we're talking about minute 84 today mm-hmm Minuto numero setanta vega. Otanta quattro. Otanta quattro. Otanta quattro. Otanta quattro. You got it. All right. Otanta quattro. Molto bene. Uh, minute 84. Uh, we're still in the car mm-hmm. driving to Louis' restaurant. Uh, the Turk, McCluskey, and Lou are driving uh, Mikey to the meeting place. Uh huh. And um, they start going across a bridge to New Jersey. Jersey. And Mike's like, oh, we're going to New Jersey, huh? And then Lou does a dramatic U-turn on the bridge and turns back to go back to New York. Goes right over the divider. Right over mm-hmm. the divider. Just destroys the, the undercarriage of the car. Have you ever done that? I have. You did a U-turn on the bridge? Oh, not on our... Uh, I don't know. I don't recall a bridge. I've definitely done U-turns where I probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, did anything happen? Was anyone hurt or injured? No. No, no one was injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one time in, in New Mexico where I had a rental car. It was in Santa Fe, and I remember doing that. And there was a... It was late at night, and it was very dark. Mm-hmm. And it was New Mexico. Come on. And there was a big... I don't know, cement the divider wasn't painted or anything, mm-hmm. and the, the, it totally scraped the bottom of the car. Wow. Yeah, it's a good thing that when you return rental cars, they don't look underneath, Alex. <laughs> it's all on fire at the <laughs> yeah. bottom. Uh, yeah, I was driving one time, and I saw, I didn't do it, but I saw a person in front of me change lanes. It was over there at McAdam when you're going onto the I-5 uh-huh. entrance, and they did it like too soon because there was that one of those concrete dividers. Oh yeah, and it was uh, nighttime, and I saw him drive over, and all sparks went sh- oh. like shot up. I was like, "Whoa, that's Whoa. cool! Wow!" So I did that too, just to just yeah. to see the sparks. <laughs> I do that every Fourth of July. Do you? That's yeah. your way of celebrating your uh-huh. freedom. Yeah, <laughs> Lou. Let's talk about Lou. Let's talk about <laughs> Lou. Uh, I could not find could find very little information about Lou. No. Uh, he is one of the gunmen who shot. Uh, oh yeah, shot Vito, shot the Don. I recognize his face now. So I wonder. I wonder if Mikey knows that he's sitting next to one of the guys who shot oh. his father. I mean, obviously he knows the Turk orchestrated it. And he's yeah. already <laughs> mad at him. So can you imagine? Yeah, he's like, oh no, who's like Corleone? Huh? I just shot a guy named Corleone <laughs> last week. You're not related. Yeah, you to guys him. related? <laughs> he's so out of touch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just realized Solazzo says, "Nice job, Lou." Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and. It's, I don't know, it, it, it was kind of odd. 
That How he so? just publicly said that to him? It's kind of... Why? I mean, it works. It's just like, why Why say that? These are tough crime guys. Why should Salazzo even say that? And he just did what he was supposed to do. Well, because Lou uh, Lou needs praise and you know for his jobs, too. No, I get it. I get it. But what I'm thinking now is... Is Lou was one of the two or three gunmen? I think it was two gunmen mm-hmm. that tried to kill Don Corleone. They shot him five times and he lived. They, they, Salazzo must have chewed chewed him oh, out so, so badly, <laughs> and so Lou felt terrible. And late Salazzo later said, "You know what? I need to. I need. <laughs> I shouldn't have dressed him down so strongly, <laughs> so harshly. So I got to. So it's not like he didn't just praise him for doing the U-turn later. He was like, "Oh, like yeah, your suit looks great, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> you lose weight." <laughs> I'm not that clever. Um, anyway, I just it's, just it's just a little odd. I also wonder if f- for the movie purposes, mm-hmm. if they were just silent, then you wouldn't know if Lou was supposed to have done that or, mm-hmm. or whether he was just going rogue and driving yeah. his own way. So but if you have him say nice work, then, you know, the Turk kind of told him to do yeah. that, that that was what he was supposed to do. He's like, yeah, I thought we were going to New Jersey, but you, you got rough back on the right road. Good job. Lou. Yeah, that's right. Cause they were, yeah, the Turk didn't even know he was going to do that. The, the, he, the guy was like, Oh boy, we're going to New Jersey. I better turn around. And so yeah. he, did, he did a U-turn. Well, in Alex, as you know, the book is different than the movie. Hmm. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. You haven't read from the book in weeks. Oh, I know. And I'm about to. You ready? Yes. This is from The Godfather. This is from The Godfather. Well, you know, I'm not going to read from it, but, well, I guess I will read from it. Uh, So Lou is driving. They went through the side. Puto writes. Puto writes. Yeah, I won't go back completely, but. So Lou does the U-turn, and they're driving mm-hmm. through these side streets in the Bronx very fast. He calls it a Lou turn. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah. You've just been a Lou turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well. <laughs> I don't know what the sound effect would be. <laughs> and so Puzo writes. They drive uh, through the Bronx. They went through the side streets with no cars behind them. By this time, it was nearly nine o'clock. They had made sure there was no one on their tail. Salazzo lit up a cigarette after offering his pack to McCluskey and Michael, both of whom refused. Salazzo said to the driver, nice work. I'll remember it. Hmm. So he's a little different, Alex. A little different. They don't have the same relationship that uh, that they do in the the movie. Yes. Doesn't use his name. So begs the question, why did Coppola have him say Lou? (laughs) <laughs> Why did he have to say Lou? Who was Lou? I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe yeah. he just wanted to put a little bit more personality in it. Yeah, could be. I guess. And what does he? What is? What does Puzo mean when he has Salazzo say, "Nice, uh, nice work. I'll remember it." I think because, like what you said, that he he uh, had chewed out. Maybe in this, maybe in the book, this was like Lou's first day or something. Mm. And so he's like, I'll remember it, kid. Mm-hmm. You're a good driver. Yeah. So, so yeah. then, and okay. then when they did the movie, by then he already knew Lou. So he could say, oh, nice work, Lou. Oh, and, yeah. and so on. Because they already had a relationship by that point. They had already had a relationship because it was written about in the book. Yeah, exactly. So by the time the movie came around, everyone yeah. knows each other. Yeah, they all Don know. Don't don't even know. Like, hey, I'm going to get <laughs> shot coming up. Guys, you got to believe me. You got to read this book. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> 
Come on. Whoa, 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 Pop. What are you saying? Are you trying to tell me? You think the Don is a reader? Mm, no. English, English so. is his second language. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't receive a formal education. Mm-hmm. School. He, school you know, he went to school. School of hard knocks. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's, he down, did. he's down Long, out in Long he Island. He definitely didn't go to school to get stupid. <laughs> uh, I do have one other bit of information about Lou. Mm-hmm. Um, after the murder, this is from the uh, Godfather godfather wikipedia page mm-hmm. uh, after the murder lou was questioned by the police because you know it's his boss that got got murdered mm-hmm. and uh he did not lou was like i didn't see nothing i don't know anything about this oh wow. and according to the the wikipedia they're saying he might have been paid off by the corleones really which is strange no i don't think so i don't buy it well so well here's the thing when do you think um Maybe after the killing, they went to him and said, "Listen, you didn't see Michael Corleone here, right? You know, right? Yeah. like maybe I've not, I'm obviously not beforehand." <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, uh, uh, no, I definitely had a Michael Corleone because I remember the name because I shot a Corleone guy. I'm the one you shot, you idiot. That's what I'm saying. You forget him." <laughs> the Don personally gets 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 involved in that <laughs> yeah. scenario. Well, and I know for a fact, Alex, that it did that it did not happen beforehand. You know why? Why they didn't get to this driver beforehand? Why? Because the why? book, <laughs> the book is different than the movie. And in the book, Puzo writes, Michael had been worried that the driver would come in with them, but he stayed outside with his car. The negotiator had not mentioned a driver. Nobody had. Technically, Solozzo had broken the agreement by bringing him along, but Michael decided not to mention it, knowing they would think he would be afraid to mention it, afraid of ruining the chances for the success of the parlay. Oh, I see. Not interesting. So, so he didn't. No one had mentioned a driver being there. But Mikey didn't mention it because he didn't want the Turk. He wanted the Turk to think that he was nervous. Yes. About about message. So he's yeah. already thinking one step ahead. Mm-hmm. Think like your enemies do. Yeah. Is what he's, what he's thinking. Yeah, interesting. Huh. In the movie, I thought it was a little bit of a blunder for Mikey to say, oh, are we going to, are we going to New Jersey? Are we going to New Jersey? Because <laughs> a lot of pa- looks at him and pauses. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Says, why does he maybe? pause? What's that? Does, why, does, why does the Turk, is the Turk suspicious, you think? Yeah, I think so. Oh, because the because Salazzo is, is worried they're being followed. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So, what is it about Mikey saying, "Oh, we're going to New Jersey"? Is makes him suspicious? I guess I don't know if it makes him suspicious. I think he's already suspicious. He's already he is he's the hunted one, uh-huh. so he's taking every precaution to yeah. lose any tail and not give up the location of where they're going to be meeting. Mm-hmm. And so when he asked that, I think it's just his, his Turk senses going, his yeah. antenna. Why didn't they just have the meeting in the car? Because you can't get the best view in the city in the car. <laughs> Come on. True. Fair enough. <laughs> so lots of wants is his favorite last meal. <laughs> so, um, he says they're going to New Jersey and the Turk gets mm-hmm. suspicious. And then Lou does his move. Yeah. So he did the move to try to shake any prospective tales, you think? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And Puzo's really clear about that in the book. But do you think that's also true in the movie? 
I think so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Why? Okay. I mean, why else would they do that move? Because uh, he took a wrong turn. Yeah, I think it's possible. <laughs> Speaking of wrong turns, I'll, I'll remember st- that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of wrong turns? Speaking of wrong turns, do you know the route that they took? The, uh, in the, you mean the characters or the actors? The stuff? characters. Uh, no, I don't know. You want to they, tell me? I did, yeah. Puzo wrote that they went up the West Side Highway, mm-hmm. and Lou was driving very fast, weaving in between traffic. I'm surprised. Oh, because he's trying to lose them. Yeah, he's trying to lose any tail. I'm surprised he'd be worried about getting pulled over for speeding. Well, they have a captain with them. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I right, leave you guys alone, huh? <laughs> yeah. I got, you guys are giving me a ticket. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm your captain, <laughs> huh? <laughs> And then, and then the captain says to Lou, oh, Lou, stand him up <laughs> about the police officer because he breaks his jaw. <laughs> How am I going to eat my wheel? <laughs> yeah. And then they cross the George Washington Bridge. It is funny that they, <laughs> that, they uh, that he has a broken jaw and they take him out to eat. <laughs> uh, so yeah. they cross the George. Oh, they're, they're just rubbing it in his face. Yeah, try the veal. It's the best in the city. Mikey, you should. Oh, sorry. Sorry, kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good kid yeah uh so they do go across the they start to cross the george washington bridge yeah they start to cross it and that's where mikey uh that's really interesting puzo writes that mikey is worried that they really are going into jersey and that possibly they received that they changed that one of two things is happening mm-hmm. one is that they changed the location mm-hmm. in which case mikey's just gonna have to muddle his way through I mean, he's gonna have to hope Beyond all hope, that's that there's a gun tape behind this r- toilet in this random restaurant. You never know. But you know, you're in New Jersey in the 40s, all mobbed <laughs> up. You never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Guns were probably cheap and plentiful because the war just ended. So yeah. guns were everywhere. You probably find one just like someone accidentally left <laughs> yeah. in the bathroom. Mikey has to first ask to use the bathroom. He goes into the bathroom, crawls out the bathroom window, finds a, finds a payphone. Calls Tessio and says, "Hey, I'm at this other restaurant in Jersey. Have have a have your best man tape it there." Mm-hmm. Climbing, <laughs> he comes in through the bathroom window. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then Fish is like, "They they changed the restaurant. It messes up all my plans." Messes up all my plans. Well, it's funny because in the when they filming it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of implied that it's the George Washington Bridge, but the bridge they go across is actually the 59th Street Bridge. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so, why you asked me actors or characters. Yeah, because oh. the, the, the shot there is actually of the 59th Street Bridge. Yeah, so. Michael Cohen was we're going back into Long Island? <laughs> I just came out Just another there. turn. <laughs> Lou, where are you taking us? I know. <laughs> nice, nice job, Lou. Nice job, Lou. I'll remember it. So they got picked up. They picked him up at eight on o'clock. Broadway at eight o'clock, and it's nine o'clock. Oh yeah, yeah. So for an hour they're driving around. They're they driving around. solve their business while they're no, driving around. Puto, yeah. <laughs> like what are they making awkward small talk in the car for an hour? Well, that's why they wanted Mikey to turn around to face him so they oh, can actually yeah, have a conversation like, with him. <laughs> so how about those Yankees this year? Huh? <laughs> yeah, that must have been a very uncomfortable car ride. Well, and apparently they drove all around the Bronx very mm-hmm. quickly to. I mean, so also really wanted to make sure they weren't followed. Makes sense. Yeah. I can understand why he's the hunted one. So Mikey, when, when Lou makes the turn, when, before Lou makes the turn, they're heading into Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Puzo writes that Michael thinks one of two things. One, the location of the restaurant has been changed or two, they're just going to dump his body. 
Oh, exactly. the location of the meet of the meeting is of the meeting, yeah. Not the location of the restaurant. Well, the restaurant that they chose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they oh, opened yeah. another branch. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Louis. This one in Jersey, <laughs> and not in Bronx. Fish. <laughs> yeah, it's the same waiters and everything. Yeah. They, they like move all the stuff there to recreate. They even put the same old fashioned toilet there <laughs> with the with the gun yeah. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wait! So what did you say right before the before I threw that off with the uh, move the restaurant? Oh, he thought they oh they were gonna dump his body. That was the second possibility. Wow. They're just gonna kill him and and screw the negotiator. Yeah, that would I yeah I don't know how that would have played out. The negotiator would have died, mm-hmm. and then Salazzo would have died. Well, yeah, then the, then that family would have gone to war family, with the yeah. Tatalias, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, because because he was backed by the Tatalias all along. No, it was Bazzini. <laughs> <laughs> you pimp. You pimp. don't be a pimp. Well, so yeah, I guess there's a couple of what ifs. What if they had killed Mikey then? Mm-hmm. And what if they had gone to New Jersey and Mikey didn't have the gun? What if he yeah. had just And what if they went to the restaurant they had planned to go to and they were out of veal? Oh, that's the worst thing. That is. Especially since they're getting there kind of on the late side. Yeah, yeah. They they really run the risk of not having enough mm-hmm. veal. Although do you think if McCluskey's a regular there, you think like he's he hey, I'm gonna be coming in later, huh? Make sure you have some veal. <laughs> well, I don't think McCluskey's a regular. I don't think he's been there. You don't think? No, I don't think so. Because didn't he say, How's the Italian food in this place? He says that later. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And Salazzo knows it. So Salazzo's like, the good. one who says try the veal, it's the yeah. best in the city. Oh, it's yeah. so funny for our imitations. Oh, I, yeah, always we, was, <laughs> I always thought it was McCluskey saying. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've been saying, I'll try the veal. It's the best in the city. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So it's probably he's probably not a regular there. It's, yeah. it's a, the Turk is a regular there. Yeah. Well, maybe. We don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And he, ch- I think the Turk chose this time. Mm-hmm. Puzo be suggests because there aren't, as, yeah, there aren't as many people there. Yeah. And they're, they're sort of past mainstream dinner time. Speaking of negotiator, uh-huh. uh, there's an interesting... Interesting part in the book, Puzo writes, the negotiator had not mentioned a driver. Mm -hmm. So that suggests that all the communication is going through the negotiator of setting it up, all the terms of this meeting, right? That they're not speaking directly with each other? I guess that makes sense. Because theoretically, the Turk would have contacted the, what was the family again? The Bochicchio. The Bochicchios and said, well, I want to arrange a sit down with with Mm -hmm. Mikey. And okay, then, sit down with Michael Corleone, please hold. <laughs> yeah, and then he would have called up. Uh, line. Yeah, he would have called up Tom uh-huh. and said, I have a collect call from the Turk. Bochicchio family for Tom Hagen. <laughs> He's like, it's just Sonny and the, the Turk and McCluskey. <laughs> there won't even be a driver in the car. <laughs> Bochicchio might not even be on the other line, Sonny. We have Bochicchio <laughs> waiting for your call. <laughs> Yeah, so it probably went down something like that. Yeah. Okay. Unless, unless and that's like, a back and forth. Of course, that's a great role for the for the negotiator because he's like, oh, the negotiator says, oh, Salazzo insists that this take um, it's going to take a minimum of eight hours. So probably have a good game of pinochle arranged. <laughs> you know, have a lot of money ready to spend because <laughs> uh, because it's standard. The Bochichios know that whenever they're providing the service the family always lets them win because they always want to keep the negotiator happy so that's actually how they get most of their income is through (laughs) pinochle earnings do you first of all two questions you know how to play pinochle and second of all (laughs) uh somebody on the um 
Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse nightclub asks, why do they want the negotiator to, why do they let the negotiator win? It's not clear to me. Because it doesn't seem like, it's not like, oh, if they let the negotiator win, it's going to, they're going to get better terms no. or something. It's a, they're just keeping him happy. Yeah, I guess. Like he's happy. Didn't, isn't that what Clemenza says? Oh, he's happy. They're letting him win. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Hmm. Yeah. You I know, I can, I can look back in the book, but I don't recall there being any information about that. Yeah. And I can't even guess as to why you'd want to keep the negotiator happy. Unless you just want to have good relations with the, the Bochicchio yeah. family. Yeah. You know, that's probably a good idea considering so, their reputation. Yeah. The political context. Uh-huh. So let's see. We talked about the route. We talked about Lou. We talked about the negotiator. Oh, it's a very interesting observation I made. Cars driving in a jersey. Mm-hmm. And that's so cars. The, the car is driving into Jersey. Uh, correct. No music. Uh, Mikey says, we're going to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Salazzo says, maybe. Still no music. Mm-hmm. Lou does his Lou turn, his patented Lou turn. <laughs> and then uh, you know things settle down. And then, nice job, Lou, Salazzo says. And that's when the ominous the dun, piano music dun, starts. Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting that it's not ominous when they're going into Jersey where the Corleone's plan could go terribly wrong. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't tip you off at that point. Yeah. That in fact, it's when their plan starts to go right. When you hear this ominous, ominous music. Interesting. Yeah. And the only thing I could think of is that it's a, it's a very subtle way to suggest that going forward with this plan ultimately leads to Michael's demise. Really? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I because mean, it's like he, him going through with this really locks in that his destiny is to lead this crime family huh. and to ultimately kill his brother and exclude everyone from from right. his, his world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it's it's a little bit of a stretch just based on the music, but I can't think of why else the music would turn south at that moment when the plan starts to go well for Mikey. Um, the only thing I can think of is that it's like a, um, it's an indicator of how, uh, how cautious the Turk is being. Mm-hmm. So like if, like if, if he's willing to pull this kind of stunt, then they might be smart. Mm-hmm. They might be more on top of this than, than we gave mm-hmm. them credit for, mm-hmm. you know? So that's the only thing I can think yeah, of. But maybe. I like the, I like the, yeah. uh, the, this, this continuing the path of, so if he got into mm-hmm. New Jersey, everything would have worked out for the best. Maybe he would have made the deal with the Turk. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if he came back, came back to the house? Because uh, he doesn't actually a bunch go back of white to powder this. under his nose. So like, <laughs> he's like, "Listen, we really got to do this deal." Yeah. All his jaws, the wire in his jaws, all broken. He's like yapping away. <laughs> no, I was gonna say if he came back and and Sonny was like, "What did you do? Did you kill him, Mikey?" And he's like, "I made the deal. We're we're, we're gonna start distributing his heroin next week." Or like he like just actually totally caved. And- <laughs> yeah. Funny, I made the deal. Before I tell you about it, can I use the bathroom? <laughs> he asked permission to use the bathroom because the yeah. gun stayed there. <laughs> he comes comes have guns blazing. Yeah. That would be a double cross. Indeed, yeah. it's all the coke he's been doing. <laughs> it's all the the smack. <laughs> Uh, that's all I, oh, I have one more factoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lou is played by an actor named Rick 
Petruccelli. Mm. And uh, he didn't act in a lot of other movies, but he was in Annie Hall and The Purple Rose of Cairo, two Woody oh, Allen movies. Huh. It says in Purple Rose of in uh, Woody Allen, he was the man outside the movie theater. Huh, okay. Which I think is one of the guys who's like, hey, everyone, I'll be singing. I don't know if you remember the scene when, when uh, he's walking in. Woody Allen's in the street and, and some like uh, construction blue collar type guys come up and they're like, hey, or you're Elvie Singer. Oh, my God. And they start calling attention to the fact that he's uh, a famous. They're sort of like yelling down the street. Everyone, look. Is it? Oh, like, like, uh, like, yeah. Calling attention. I think <laughs> he's one of those guys. Oh. So, uh and then Alvy Singer says, uh, "Thanks, Lou. I'll remember it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Lou. Yeah, thanks, Lou. I'll remember it. Woody Allen. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> well, it's good that you said Woody Allen. At the yeah, end. No, that's why I said it. How would you say? How, how would you say? Thanks, Lou. I'll remember it. And Woody Allen. Thanks, Lou. I'll I'll remember that. <laughs> Woody Allen. <laughs> When did it fall out of fashion for you to... For me? <laughs> for anyone to state who the imitation was of? You think that was... ever? You think that at one point was in fashion? I don't know. It seems like a cliche. At one point it was... I think... I'm guessing, because when you do it and I do that as a joke, it, it seems, seems so familiar. It does seem familiar. Like, Salazzo might not even be in the car, Sonny! <laughs> Tom Hagen. <laughs> <laughs> he says it on the tone yeah. of the... Uh, he started to calm down yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I was uh, I was actually talking to someone, and they really said... They did a quote and then said the quote of the person. They went like, you know what you got to... You know, like, you know what they say. Here's Johnny, Jack Nicholson. Like, literally, <laughs> it wasn't that. I was just doing the only first line I could think of, but he literally said Jack Nicholson. Well, after that might be appropriate if it's a line that people don't know. So the, like, they don't know the origin of the quote. He's like, "Wait, do they get a load of me, Jack Nicholson?" Well, that almost sounds like he's saying well, it. Where do they get a load of me, yeah. Jack Nicholson? <laughs> you can't, you can't handle the truth, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, it's a different. Yeah. Uh, but that was the first time that I ever yeah. been with someone who quoted someone, did an imitation of someone. I don't actually, I don't think, yeah. don't think he did an imitation. I think he was just quoting him. Yeah. And that said, Jack Nicholson. It's like, uh-huh. see, I cannot tell that a lie. Awesome. George Washington. <laughs> yeah. I cannot tell a lie. George Washington. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. Woody Allen impersonated George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded more like George Washington imitating Woody Allen. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> so what do you give this minute? Hmm. You know? Yeah, I do know. You ready? Yep. One, One two, two, three. Oh. I'm going dos. Oh, really? Due, I, thought the, I thought the New Jersey bit was was interesting enough to... I'm I comparing, really I'm comparing it to other minutes. Yeah, you're I'll right. I have to say, I mean, it's mostly driving. All right. Mostly dark. It's not even, you don't even get a frisk. Is that how, is that how you, you rate the minutes on how well the lighting the quality of the, uh, of the lighting? <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you I know guess. what? I give this minute two. Two? And Andy Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> two Andy Robinson. Very good. I'm smart now, like everyone says. Fredo Corleone. Fredo Corleone. It's really fun to do that. To imagine them quoting themselves. And then stopping to say. Wait, are they? Oh, I guess it's someone impersonating them and then saying their name. They wouldn't say that. 
Fredo Corleone would never say what I just said, right? I bet Fredo would do it. Fredo is exactly <laughs> the type to quote himself and attribute it. Yeah. You know what they? You know what they say? <laughs> I'm smart, not like everyone says. Like I'm dumb. Fredo Corleone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that Fredo's quoting his most like pathetic line. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Something I always say. It's a rule I live by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mikey, we, Mikey, we were all real proud of you. <laughs> Fredo Corleone. <laughs> uh, all right, I guess that'll wrap up Minute 84. We'll mm-hmm. be doing some uh, bonus content after this. Bonus. Uh, if you want to hear that, go to godfatherminute.com slash support, and mm-hmm. that will take you to where you can hear bonus stuff. We're going to keep talking about The Godfather. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, until then, I'll, I'll try, try the veal. veal. It's, it's the, the best, best in the city. city. Mark McCluskey. <laughs>